Recorded live. Hey, hey, ladies, how are you? I am so honored to be here this afternoon with you. Uh, Give an honor to Apostle for this opportunity to share this message with you today. I don't want to delay it like not one minute later. I want to talk to you today about a topic that's very dear to my heart, and that is the prophetic ministry of motherhood in the home. Today's message, I'm going to share with you just how important it is for us as women of faith to understand we are not like your regular mom. This message I entitled, The Pancake Prophetess, Mastering Your Minutes with Your Kids, is going to show you just how important your voice is and how evergreen it is, meaning that oftentimes in motherhood, we think that we have this 18-year window or we have this nine-year window, these different limitations on when we actually are forming our children, our young people, our adult children. But I want to challenge you today to understand that because what you do is beyond just natural motherhood, it is a spiritual, it is a spiritual role that you have is God-breathed and divine, that it is evergreen, meaning that you will act as a prophet to your children from the day that you give birth to the day that you and your children appear before the presence of God. So let's talk about this because this is really, really exciting to me. And I'm learning it more and more even now that I have girls who are like 24 and 22 years old that it never really stops. And I want to give you encouragement today that no matter how crazy it looks in this world, and I mean girls, ladies, women, it looks really crazy right now, that God is giving you a divine impartation that you can still raise a godly seed in a hell-bent world. So what I want to share with you today is first, let's talk about what the role of a prophet is in looking at the Old Testament. We know that a, pro, a prophet is a proclaimer of the will of God. We know that prophets of old were called seers, meaning that they have a revealed knowledge. They can see things that Israel, in the days of Israel, and even today, the prophetic ministry that we as a church may not necessarily see all the time. We also know that the prophet has the ability to command the blessing by the laying of one of hands and appointing destiny by touching someone who was called and set aside to be used for God for purpose. We also know that the prophet brings correction. Now, doesn't that sound like a lot of the things we do every day as a mother? Doesn't it? I mean, How many times have the kids run in the house and you have to declare what is going to go down in your house or not? What kind of music is going to be played? What kind of language is going to be used? What are you doing? You are proclaiming the will of the household, and you're also proclaiming the will of God for your family. In other words, you're communicating value. As a mother, haven't we been the seers? We could always peek out the friends that was up to no good, who likes to hang around your children and take advantage of their giftings. We can see things afar off coming down their path with their choices because we've lived through these things 
by experience, or we can we can have dreams or have it revealed to us by the Spirit of God to warn our children or even to instruct our children as far as making decisions. We have the ability to command the blessing, meaning that we can speak over our children. Now, often we'll call them things that we don't want to call them, like little knuckleheads or sassy or the weird ones. So now we'll do all sorts of things like that, or we'll call them our little prophet or our little preacher or our little pastor. What are we doing? We are commanding. We're speaking a good word over them. And when we do that, we have the power to place an anointing upon them, and either an anointing to prosper or an anointing to fail, because we are divinely created by God to speak. The next thing is we bring correction, just like the prophet Nathan gave to David. You know, he was doing something so vile when he took Bathsheba. But in in that moment, in his own lust, in his own desire, he couldn't see what he had done incorrectly. And how often have we had that opportunity to show our children the things that they are doing that are blatantly wrong, but they just don't understand. So we have that same, we have that same power, just like Elijah seeing the angels in the hill, knowing that he had help when he was going to be attacked by the Armenian armies. He could see and then tell his servant, don't worry, and then pray that his servant's eyes be revealed. We have that same ability to speak over our children. And the same way that Samuel anointed Saul, anointed David, and laid hands on them and spoke that blessing upon them, when he spoke on them, the ability to become king and that communication from God to them birthed in their spirit. As a mother, you have that ability. I hope that you can see how these roles really mirror who you are as a mom. I hope you can see that. We can speak the desires of God and these values to our family. And we can see things that our children can't see. We can help them walk the path that we've walked previously, like I said, through our experience. We can do it by the leading of the Holy Ghost and help them navigate some of the pitfalls that we've fallen into. But most importantly, what I want to focus on today is that power of proclaiming the will of God and speaking into the life of your young person, speaking into the life of your adult child, and transferring and commanding destiny Despite what you see. Now, this is really important, especially in, like, today's age. Um, We are so bombarded by technology, and so many things are really trying to get our attention so that we become so mute. That's the best way for me to put it. You can go into a restaurant while you're shopping, uh, while you're on the bus, even in your workplace. 
Now, a little bit about me. I'm not only pastor, one of the most wonderful uh, churches in the Philadelphia area, I still work part-time as a critical care nurse. And even in the hospital, in the workplace, you can see people being distracted by technology. And so what is happening is that because we are being fed so much information, we're taking things in. We are often not speaking. And when we do speak, we are speaking what we see. We are communicating the latest news. We are communicating what's on Twitter. We are communicating what's on World Star Hip Hop. I hope not, but we are communicating even what we see the TBN or the Word Network or any Christian uh, outlet that you see. We have so much information, but how often are we communicating that direct download that we are getting freshly every day from the Spirit of God? This is so important because our children are being accessed by technology, by social media, minutes by minute. So the reason I entitled this message The Pancake Prophetess is because I love pancakes, and they're very, very simple to make. And I want to make this whole role of being the prophetess to your children very simple. Just like if you were going to take some Aunt Jemima pancake mix, you know, the instant I want to make this role for you just that easy because when I take away all the heaviness of you performing in this role, I know you will be empowered today to get off this line or to share this message and begin to stand up like never before as a prophetess in your home. Now, what's great about pancake mix? All the ingredients are pretty much in there in that instant mix. And there were some older variations where you add an egg and some water. But pretty much everything else you needed to make this perfect pancake is right there. So the Holy Ghost wants you to know today that everything that you need to be that prophetess in your home is right there in you and in your mouth and in your hand. It's called the Word of God. The funny thing is, is that, you know, that pancake mix doesn't matter what happens. When you add that water, you're going to get a pancake. You're never going to get an apple. You're never going to get a cheesesteak. You can tell I'm a Philly girl. And you're never going to get a donut. Every time you just add the water, stir, pour, and cook, you're going to get a pancake. And this is how the word of God acts when you apply it to the life of your children. Regardless of what you see right now, if you are consistent to add the water, mix, pour, cook, and wait, you're going to have a pancake. So what does that pancake look like? It is that child being trained in the things of God and living in the things of God, making godly decisions breaking iniquities that may have come upon them through lineage, strongholds, things that you even see early in childhood. And you go, you know what? You have gotten that habit from your daddy's side. You may see things early on that you see as weaknesses or potential strongholds in your children. 
But if you begin to talk to them about it, reveal it, and speak about it, then speak the word over them, you will see those things broken. So it's not difficult, despite the times that we're in the raise of God we see. And it really only takes minutes a day, just as quick as it is to put together that mix and make that pancake. It's not going to take you seminary training, meaning that you don't have to go and study for four years and get your degree and then go to master's level and then get your doctorate of divinity. No, it's, it's not going to take all of that. The recipe for your success to be this prophetess to your children is simply prepackaged in the word of God and your communication with the Heavenly Father, the Holy Ghost, and your blood-bought covenant. I mean, that's exciting. That's exciting. And the wonderful thing about this, I love sharing this with mothers who even may be new in their salvation. Because you know what? The enemy will try to trick you and say, you know what? You've lived kind of raunchy in front of your children. You had a real ratchet life that your boys and your girls saw. And now they're like 15, 16. You think you're going to get them to come to church? You think they're going to follow the things of God? Not only will the enemy tempt you to not stand up as a prophet and that woman of God in your home in that situation, he will try to tempt you to not even discipline and train and proclaim Godly values the way you need to because of your past life. But I want to tell you today, I feel like I need to share this, that you are a new creation in Jesus Christ. And when you became a new creation, that divine appointment for you to stand up and to guide, direct, proclaim, and to command the blessing upon your children is your right from day one. It is nothing that you have to earn. It is a covenant right because you are a woman of God. And to my single mothers out there, you may not have a man physically in your home to oversee or support, but you have the greatest husband. You are married to Jesus Christ, and you will and you can flow in that role and have that support that you need until that man of God prepared for you comes along. And so you don't have to shrink back from disciplining your children. You don't have to shrink back from proclaiming the will of God over your children, the great things that are coming despite your circumstance or your situation. You don't have the liberty to even withhold that from them. So some of you may say, but here I am. I'm working. It's just me. I have all these responsibilities. There's so many things on my plate. How do I with confidence proclaim to them what they need will be there for them when they're going without? It could be without financial support. It could be without the teaching that they so deserve. It could be without just that person there to cheer them on in their life. I'm telling you, single moms, that if you stand up in your place 
as the prophetess of your home and begin to declare that my children are taught of the Lord and great is their peace, that the commanded blessing is upon their life, that everything my children touch, it prospers, that my children have the favor of the Lord, favor surrounds them like a shield. As you begin to say that over them to them and basically reveal that to them, Break it down in everyday terms that they understand that the spirit of the Lord will move upon men and women to support you with your children. You have to be consistent in showing up as the prophetess of your home. So you're going to say, I know. Well, Pastor Wanda, how, how do I begin to do this? How, how does this even work? You know, maybe you've never even heard something like this before. I want to tell you it starts with one simple thing. It starts with you speaking. I want you to begin to open your Bible, begin to go through the word of God, and begin to speak the promises of God over your children. When you begin to speak, those words will go into them And you watch. They will bring those words back to you on the days that you're having an off moment. I know there have been times when my daughters would look at me and they would challenge me and they would be like, oh, wait a minute. Um, That doesn't sound like faith. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they would bring the word back to me that I had put into them. So, Genesis 1.26 declares that we are made in the image and likeness of God and that we are speaking spirits. So as this prophet of your home, I challenge you to speak. I challenge you to speak life into your children. I challenge you to speak life into them, not just concerning marriage, college admissions, their new jobs, their home, their friends, money. I challenge you also to speak into them that they are powerful in prayer, that they lay hands on the sick and that they recover. They are givers. They are citizens of the kingdom who love and share the love of Jesus with others, that they hear from the spirit of God, that people are attracted to them because they are the deliverers of their generation. Begin to speak also those spiritual things over your children. The next thing is train. I want to challenge you to keep training your children. And what the Lord showed to me uh, yesterday was so powerful is that this never stops. You will always be a prophetess to your children as far as guidance in their role and helping them. You will have that ability to proclaim over them, to sometimes see for them when they can't see, to command the blessing upon them when they've forgotten it. And I'm a living example of this because of my relationship with my own mother. At the age of 48, I can tell you that there 
there really is not one season in my life that my mother still doesn't remind me that I am her legacy. There's not one season in my life where she doesn't stand up and say, oh, no, you can't get tired now. Uh-oh, oh, no, baby. You No, no, I, I don't want to hear that. You may need to take a break and get away. But God told me the great houses would come out of me. So I want to tell you that even in my 40s, my mother still prophesied into my life even when things are so hard, I can't see what I know has been commanded over my life. She still takes from her own experiences and reveals things that I may not see. And let's face it, even with your five-fold calling self, all of us who hold titles, all of us, all of us who, who have a great man of God in our life or a very supportive man of God in our life, we still miss it. We're not anointed every day, all day, and we all don't get everything from our, from our call or from other people who are called into our lives as our spouses. And there have been times when my mother could come like a Jethro to me and my husband and show us what we were doing wrong. She could give us that guidance. So mommies, don't get weary. Like I tell my dear friend, AC, girl, you got to pace yourself. Because this call to be a prophetess to your children, you're going to carry this role until the day that you stand before God and you give a good account for what God has entrusted to you. See, a lot of times, we may be chasing, as women of God, especially in this dispensation, chasing a secular fame, chasing ministerial fame, chasing titles and accolades. But what does it all amount to if we can't stand before God doing our first ministry on 100? And that is being that leader to our young people. Next, I want to tell you, I want to just remind you this location of this scripture, Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they're older, they won't depart from it. That training, like I said, is ongoing. And just because your adult children go on and move out, it doesn't mean you relinquish your role. It doesn't mean you relinquish your role. Now, some of you may say they're grown now. They got, they're going to do what they got to do, and, I, I, you know, I'm done with that. But has God finished training you? Has God finished training me by his spirit? No. I'm still his child, and I'm still his workmanship. He's still the author in finishing my faith. He's still teaching me. He's still reminding me of the commanded blessing he spoke directly to me. He still is. So we still will be for our children. And I want to tell you that although this role may seem like bigger, larger than life, it is so easy because it's just as natural as who you are as a woman of God. And it can be done minutes every day. 
And now the important thing about you committing to doing this daily is that I want to tell you that the world has access to your children daily from the moment they rise to the moment they go to bed. Think about it. Now, if your children are not in a Christian school or setting or being homeschooled in a Christian environment, the world has access to them eight, seven hours a day, five times, five days a week. Then there's television. And now let's add social media, which has basically devoured any extra time that they would kind of maybe be kind of maybe walking around the house and, and kind of doing things around the house. And so with this being said, it is even more important now that we master those minutes with our children, that we take every opportunity to begin to prepare them and be that prophet in the home. So what are some ways we can master our minutes with our children and begin to be that proclaimer, be that revealer, be that one who commands the blessing, be that one who gives them divine instruction or correction. Using breakfast time, whether you're there making the breakfast or you're packaging up breakfast, packaging up lunches, going through the drive-thru, ask them about their day. What's going on today? What's happening at school? What have you been learning? Try to make parallels or connect things with what they're learning from the Bible or from the Word of God or what your pastor is teaching them. Ask them, now, how can you apply that? Like, how could you use that in everyday life? Don't make it so religious. Teach them how to apply the word of God to their everyday life now. Not when they're 20, not when they're 18. Teach them how to pray. Teach them how to understand that they can flow in the gifts of the spirit even at the ages of seven or eight or nine. Teach them to be open to the things of God. And it could be very simple. Let's say they bring a study home and they talk about a prophet and they talk about some of the manifestations of the gift. Begin to show them, you know, you can do that. I know it sounds crazy, but the word of God declares through Jesus He said, the greater works will you do because I'm leaving and I'm going to my father. And Jesus said that the kingdom of God is made of such as these, talking about those of childlike faith and children. And Jesus was very focused on family ministry. If you review the scriptures and review Jesus's ministry, he never separated the women and the children. They were always being taught together. If we were to look back at some of our greatest patriarchs and matriarchs in the Bible, what were they? 12, 13, 17? They were young people. They were young people. So use those moments around breakfast to teach them their spiritual lineage. Those rides to school when you're chauffeuring. Ask them, what's going on with the team? Teach them godly principles on leadership, how to lead. Begin to show them that they have the capability to excel because of who lives on the inside of them. And they begin to speak 
that they will rise to positions of leadership and that people will look to them and they'll be able to talk to them about their faith. These are things that you can do just in a few minutes every day. How about when they come home and they say they've been bullied or they've been in fights or they've been isolated by their friends? Use these opportunities to teach them how to pray for their friends and their frenemies. Begin to teach them to act like the citizens of the kingdom of God that they are. Also, begin to share with them how to live in the world but not be of the world. Now, this was very challenging for me and my girls because I grew up in a really conservative uh, church. I felt that I really needed my girls to have that balance of understanding what was going on in the world. I had this serious fear that if I kept them too, too closed off from the world, that when they went away to college or as they got older, that they would just go buck wild. So what I did is I began to ask God to show me opportunities where I could let them attend events or partake in certain group activities and then teach them biblical decision-making in those opportunities. Don't always close the door and them go into a sleepover. I mean, get to know the parents and use your wisdom. Don't always close the opportunity for them to participate in certain events in schools and activities. Give them those opportunities to go and learn. Because trust me, there's nothing but the world around them. And they're going to need to learn how to live godly in an adverse society. So why not let them learn with you right there to give them that support and give them that direction? And the wonderful thing about it is the more open you are with the leading of God to your children, the more open their hearts will remain to you as they grow. And this is very key for those of you with younger children going into their tween and teen years. You have to remain open, and you have to keep speaking the life of God over them and letting them know that they're accepted, that they are loved, but they are also called for purpose. So that's what I wanted to share with you ladies today. I hope it's been a blessing to you. Take those daily minutes with your kids. And even if you could take one or two minutes a day to teach them, show them the presence of God. Take a minute, say, hey, we're going to pray real quick, and then we're going to sit quietly and listen to the Spirit of God. Begin to teach them that as they practice the presence of God, they will begin to hear him direct them just as you've been directed. They will rise up and call you blessed, and they will know that a prophet has been in their midst. And so I give you this charge today to be that prophetess in your home. This world so needs our godly seed to lead them. 
Amen? I hope that's blessed you. I'm all finished. <laughs>